Hello, and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. We are currently in a teaching series that I've called Bible Blitz. Recently, we went through six New Testament books, and you can find those in episodes 115 through 120. Now we are looking at six different Old Testament books. Today, we'll be looking at the book of Psalms. But before we do that, I have back with us again from a previous podcast, a very special young guest who is going to give us from memory all of the Old Testament books in order. So here is my granddaughter, McKenna Hall. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, First Samuel, Second Samuel, First Kings, Second King, First Chronicles, Second Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, Job, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, the, Law, the Song of Solomon, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lent. Lamentations, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, Malachi. Very good job, McKenna. Thank you so very much. And so we are trying to raise them up, train them up early. And, you know, that was all done, as I said, by memory. This is an eight-year-old. And I just want to let that challenge you and me to know the Scriptures. Whether you memorize the books of the Bible in order or not, it's not the point. But the point of this whole series is to encourage us, to urge us on to get in the Word of God, to study it, to know it, to love it. Hear this word from Second Peter chapter 1, verses 19 to 21. So we have the prophetic word made more sure. And by the way, the prophetic word is none other than the word of God. To which you do well to pay attention as to a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star arises in your hearts. And that would be the Lord Jesus Christ. But know this first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture is a matter of one's own interpretation, for no prophecy was ever made by an act of human will, but men moved by the Holy Spirit spoke from God. And so uh, Peter there is uh, again reminding us of the importance of the Word of God and the fact that it is absolutely uh, God's sure Word and that it was not done by just human authors. God used them, but this was an act of Almighty God Himself. And so we need to uh, look up to the Scriptures that way. We need to prize the Scriptures in that way. Today, again, we're looking at the book of Psalms. Psalms is a collection of 150 different poems or songs. So these poems obviously were sung. It was, uh, some have called it the ancient hymn book of, of Israel. And uh, what a mighty book it is. It's the longest book in the Bible, has the most chapters. It is right in the center of the Word of God, and that is the place that it ought to occupy. The Psalms were written by over seven different human authors. And let me just name some of them so that uh, you can be familiar. It wasn't written by just one human author. Uh, some of them are th- as follows. Of course, we all know that David was uh, the author of some psalms, actually 73 of them he wrote. And then the sons of Korah uh, wrote 10 of them. 
Asaph, uh, who was uh, on David's staff, wrote 12 of them. Solomon, David's son, King Solomon, wrote two of them. Moses actually wrote one. A man named Heman wrote one. A man named Ethan wrote one. And then there were 50 remaining Psalms that are essentially anonymous uh, as far as we know. There is a good possibility, from what I've read, that Ezra wrote uh, at least one or two of the Psalms. And so uh, that is uh, something that you need to know. It's not just one human author, but numerous human authors. And these Psalms were written over a period of about 900 years. I think I might need to repeat that. 900 years, and and they started with Moses somewhere around 1410 B.C., and all the way through the post-exilic Period. In other words, uh, what that means is uh, after Israel had been in exile for the 70 years of captivity, so that goes all the way toward the end of, of, uh, of uh, the Old Testament history, entering into what is called the intertestamental period, that 400 years of silence between uh, the end of Malachi and the beginning of Jesus coming in Matthew. So uh, the, the Psalms were written and collected into this uh, canon that was recognized uh, and and we have it today. There are various kinds of psalms in this collection of 150 and I just kind of want to go through some of them. I want to, to again whet your appetite for, for it because the book of psalms ought to be a major part of every Christian's life, of every believer's life. Let me just talk about the kinds of psalms that that are there. First of all, we can uh, see that there are many praise and thanksgiving psalms. Now, I'm not going to be able to list all of them because obviously there's 150 different psalms, and so uh, I'm just going to give you an example from each one of these categories. And so the praise thanksgiving psalms could be represented by the last one, Psalm 150. Praise the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in His mighty expanse. Praise Him for His mighty deeds. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him with the trumpet sound. Praise Him with harp and lyre. Praise Him with timbrel and dancing. Praise Him with stringed instruments and pipe. Praise Him with loud cymbals. Praise Him with resounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And the last three words in the book is praise the Lord. There is a good example of of praise and thanksgiving psalm. And there are many of them, and I would encourage you to to uh, to look them over and, and to enjoy them. And then, there's another category of psalms that we would call psalms of lament. These are psalms that, uh, where, where there's something sad going on in the, in the life of, of, the, of the author. Uh, perhaps they are uh, discouraged, they are depressed, perhaps they are under attack from the outside, uh, but they are just letting it loose and they are crying out to God. And and so no matter where you are in your life, no matter what you're going through, you can be honest and direct and cry out to God, of course with respect. But Psalm 13 is an example of the Psalms of Lament. And it goes something like this. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart all the day? How long will my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and answer me, O Lord, my God. Enlighten my eyes, or I will sleep the sleep of death. 
and my enemy will say I have overcome him and my adversaries will rejoice when I am shaken. But I have trusted in your loving kindness. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. There is a psalm of lament. And then here is another category of psalms. And this is one that the word is, is a little bit crazy, but it's, it, I'll tell you what it means. These are imprecatory psalms. These are psalms that are praying against their enemy. Uh, psalm 35 is, is an example of an imprecatory psalm. Here it is. Contend, O Lord, with those that contend with me. Fight against those who fight against me. Take hold of buckler and shield and rise up for my help. Draw also the spear and the battle axe to meet those who pursue me. Say to my soul, I am your salvation. Let those be ashamed who dishonored and who seek my life. Let those be turned back and humiliated who devised evil against me. And it's a long psalm, so I'm not going to read it all, but you get the idea of an imprecatory psalm. Then there are psalms of wisdom and uh, psalms Psalm 1 is a great example of that. Here it is. How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. And in whatever he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but they are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. There is a psalm of wisdom comparing walking in the ways of the of of the uh, sinner versus walking in the ways of the righteous. And who do we hang out with? And who do we listen to? And then there is the category of the psalms of penitence. Those are psalms where uh, confessing sin and coming back to to Almighty God and acknowledging before God's sin. I guess the most famous psalm in the area of penitence is Psalm 51, where David is praying for forgiveness and repenting over his sin after he had committed adultery with Bathsheba and had had Bathsheba's husband killed. And and I'll just read part of it. Uh, Psalm 51, Be gracious to me, O God, according to your loving kindness. Uh, and according to the greatness of your compassion, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions and my sin is ever before me against you. You only I have sinned and done what is evil in your sight, so that you are justified when you speak and blameless when you judge. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in my sin my mother conceived me. And and so on and so forth. I'm not going to read the whole psalm for a lack of time, but you get the idea. If you're dealing with sin in your life, uh, a good place to go is Psalm 51. Let me just wrap this up by uh, saying that there are several other psalms that I would mention. And, And one is Psalm 19. Psalm 19 is talks about God revealing Himself to us through nature and through spe- specific revelation, the Word of God. Psalm 23 is the Psalm, uh, the Lord is my shepherd Psalm. Psalm 90 is the Psalm that Moses wrote that talks about uh, man and how short his life is on earth and how we need to count our days and make sure we make it count. Psalm 100 is a Psalm of thanksgiving. Much of the time it's read on actually Thanksgiving Day here in the United States.
weeks. Psalm 119 is the longest chapter in the Bible and in the Psalms, uh, and it's all about the Word of God. And so there are numbers of Psalms that I would encourage you to go to. Let me wrap it up by asking you this. Do you need to pray? Do you need to praise? Do you need to express deep hurt? Do you need to know God better? Do you need to find life wisdom? It's all right here in the Psalms. Uh, I would encourage you to read them when you're praying, to pray them out loud to God. I would encourage you to read them when you're praising. I would encourage you to see what you can learn about Almighty God as you read the Psalms. And I would encourage you to find the wisdom for living in a way that honors the Lord in, in the Psalms. It's all here. I hope that this has encouraged you to make this a part of your life, your spiritual life, your daily life from now on. Take time to read at least a portion of a psalm on a regular basis. Well, until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.